Two weeks ago, Doughboy's fans awoke to an unexpected treat. An episode featuring one of Nick and Mitch's oldest boosters and an inherently funny restaurant choice. The next week, another treat hit the feed. An episode featuring a feral audio favorite, rarely to be heard outside of his home podcast, Harmontown. This week on Foughboys, it's Doughboy's 80, Hooters with Kulafi Lysok, and 81, Jack in the Box with Spencer Crittenden. One, two, three, Foughboys! Welcome to Foughboys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I am Aaron Staley. I am Brendan Drischler. And I'm Rob Hansen. And the sun just started streaming in through my window. That's beautiful. What a wonderful Into my start. eyes. Oh, that's terrible. It appears that the sun has come out of the clouds. Out from behind the clouds. Uh, <laughs> just in time for us to record this sunny podcast. That's majestic. <laughs> Do you guys think we should get drops? <laughs> I've, I've, I've secretly been debating creating my own drop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, I'm just far too lazy to actually ever accomplish it. I think you should, Rob. I you think you like should, it. too. Yeah. Uh, I created a Doughboys drop. Y'all heard it on the last episode um, with the help of some folks, uh, at least one of whom is on this podcast. And uh, uh, it was it was a rewarding experience, but it did take me two hours. <laughs> like, I spent a morning on that. Yeah. Mornings are two I'll hours it, long. I'll do it someday. A lazy Sunday. <laughs> Exactly. If any of our listeners want to send in a drop, uh, we don't have a drops email address. Send it to me at a at ronstaley.com and uh, I'll put it on the show. That's my email address. That's just my name with an at symbol. What? It's a fantastic email address. Thank yeah, you. it's very good. I appreciate that. We should get like a show email address, but none of us would remember to check it. I would no. check it. Oh, well then, right. Rob, spin up an email address. Let's uh, let's make it happen. All right, you heard it here first. Um, do you guys listen to "Till Death Do Us Blart"? <laughs> no, <laughs> I have not. Okay, are you familiar with the concept? Yes. Yeah. Okay, "Till Death Do Us Blart" for the listener is a show by the three brothers from my brother, my brother, and me, and the two uh, hosts of the Worst Idea of All Time, where they annually watch and review uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. And this year's, uh, it's every Thanksgiving, and so this year's episode came out, and like as they're recording the episode, these five like professional, world famous podcasters are all like, "Wait, who created the email? Like, did we have an email address? Uh, okay, to confirm the password, it's a phone number that ends in eight six. Who's that? <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, they're just like us, other podcasters, minor celebrities. They're just like us. Yeah." How are you guys doing? Rob, you said you had some snow? Yeah, we got a little bit. We're supposed to get a little more tonight. Uh, I probably wow. got five or six inches, nothing crazy. But Five or six inches would be like a top five snows of the, of the summer, of the winter here in D.C. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's a little crazy. We were supposed to get one to three, and then we were supposed to get three to five more tonight, so now I'm kind of worried. Oh, about tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you could end up with like a foot or something. Yeah. Could be rough. I'm still waiting for like the first snow of the season here. We haven't seen a flake. We are supposed to get, I think, possibly up to three inches over the night. So I'm kind of hoping that's bullshit. Nice. I think I'm supposed to get some later uh, this week. We'll see. 
I, I never trust forecast till like the day before. Yeah, ditto. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Perfectly fine. A little tired, but I'm good. That's good. Yeah. How That's about good. you? I'm, uh, I'm doing great. So before we uh, jump into the restaurants, there were a couple of topics that we wanted to come back to. Mm -hmm. uh, one of which was uh, Milk Walker. <laughs> this is something oh. that was posted by a friend of the show, Carrie mm -hmm. Griffin. Uh, you should listen to Jingle Friends, which is her podcast. Uh, it's a milk carton with a character illustrated on the side called Milk Walker. And I'll include this in the podcast notes. Please. What's your guys' take on Milk Walker? I can't remember who described it as like some sort of like Baba Yaga milk carton, but that really sums it up. <laughs> like it's 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 like a terrifying like like um, creepypasta kind of mascot for milk. Yeah. There's there's nothing about it that makes you feel good inside. Okay, so I'm looking at the side of this Milk Walker milk carton now. It says, Milk Walker says, be safe. You, uh, be sure you know your full name, the address where you live, the city you live in, your home telephone number. <laughs> now, Milk Walker says, give me your bones. <laughs> <laughs> your bones are full of calcium and the Milk Walker needs just, your calcium. It's just so creepily drawn. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a milk terrifying. carton with legs three times as tall as its body. And arms just like fit in like with weird angles to like fit on the side of the carton, I guess. <laughs> it Disaster. really feels like with a modicum of effort, you could create an anthropomorphic milk carton that would be sort of charming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right, Rob. <laughs> anyway, we had to address milk Walker. Um, the thing stuff. is I, I put in my notes here. Uh, that sandwich we were all going to get. Um, what sandwich were we all going to get, guys? Were we? Yeah. We were all Maybe going to get ago. the Wendy's uh, sriracha oh. spicy chicken. The sriracha yeah. chicken thing. Did you guys get it? I did. I did. How was it? I didn't get it. Oh, Aaron. I, know. <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was good but maybe a little too much it like the sriracha overpowered or just like the the sriracha bun and the sriracha sauce and oh. i don't know like i i would rather honestly i would rather just stick with the regular spicy chicken which i think is still one of the best fast food items out there i would agree almost completely with that i like the sriracha um but it was very overpowering there were like mixed greens lettuce on the sandwich, yeah, which spring, is not normally something mix. that I, I have a problem with, but it, it, it just sort of was like, it, it's, it's I don't know, it, it was gilding the lily a little bit, I think. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it was just, there was just too much happening f for me to enjoy that, and like Rob said, at the end of the day, the spicy chicken sandwich is just a very, very good spicy chicken sandwich, so that's, you're, you're not missing out. <laughs> Here's my thing about Sriracha, is like, it's very good as like a hot sauce on its own, but it's a very specific, like, strong hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Like, and I guess that's why so much stuff comes out that's like sriracha flavor and not just like spicy with sriracha. Right. Uh, but it's not great everywhere. Like, it's not good everywhere. Like, there's a sriracha beer out there. I haven't tried it yet. This is Rogue Brewery from, from uh, Portland. 
does this, and they have a lot of bizarre beer flavors, and I haven't tried a one of them. So I, I, maybe I'll be proven wrong as soon as I taste one of them. But they have, like, a pink, like, Pepto-Bismol-looking, like, donut beer, and they have, like, a bright red sriracha bottle-looking sriracha beer, and it just seems like... I mean, I, I think everybody knows that the buzz has outstripped, like, what sriracha is at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. It's good. I have it in my fr- in my cabinet, but I almost never pull it out, you know? Yeah, ditto. Do you keep sriracha around, Rob? I do have it, but I, I just don't feel like I take it out much. Uh, I think, and they, I believe, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, I believe they touch on that in the... Uh, Jack in the Box episode that Sriracha mm. kind of was the last big trend to come around on the fast foods, and it's kind of all been a little played out at this point. How long ago did they start with the Sriracha stuff? Because I, I, you know, you guys know I'm relatively new to fast food, so so to me it's kind of been ubiquitous as long as I've been eating fast food. I mean, in terms of, I feel like, a novelty use on fast food items, I feel like that's relatively recent just because, for the most part, I think it's like the fast food industry is, is maybe two years behind everyone else. Gotcha. Um, but sriracha, I feel like, has been like this weird sort of thing for, I don't know, what, four years, five years? Yeah, four or five sounds about right. And then maybe the last okay. two or three with fast food. So I guess I did get it like around the same, around the same time as you guys. Um, there's, there's certain, so the, the group that I was, was friends with in college, uh, I didn't go out to eat much, especially early in college, but I was kind of affiliated with the, the like Jewish community there. And there's a lot of cooking that goes on there and there, you know, it has its own little, um, well, so there's a lot of cooking because everybody does, uh, like Friday night and Saturday lunch meals for like the Sabbath and you invite all your friends and everybody drinks a a lot and people bake like like make like really good food um and i think i sort of thought sriracha might have been one of those trends when it came around there which is also probably a little behind or different from the the global uh food culture um the other thing that went around there for a while with jerk sauce are you guys familiar with like like caribbean jerk season or jamaican yeah yeah so jerks like jerk flavored or things seasoned with jerk sauce came around like four years ago in my friend group as because everybody started cooking with it uh and then everybody liked it and sort of and it was it's an interesting sort of small study in like where these how these trends work and where they go and just somebody uses it and somebody likes it and then everybody goes oh what'd you put in here and they go oh this weird sauce called jerk sauce and then suddenly it's the thing for like a year so I have um, actually a question for you, at the risk of sounding patronizing. Oh. Um, the other night, there's there's um, there's a Jewish restaurant nearby me called Zaftig's, and I ordered whitefish salad sandwich. Have you ever had whitefish salad before? I so I have not. It, okay. I've been around it very many times, um, but usually where there's whitefish, there's lox, and I'm a lox guy. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. It reminded me a lot of locks, which is a good thing certainly. But yeah. I had never heard of it before, and I was just curious if that was just like me growing up in my little white Protestant bubble. <laughs> Whitefish is like a super common food. In fact, I was in a giant food supermarket here in D.C., um, and I was desperately looking for za'atar spice, the 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 Middle Eastern or Israeli. It's probably not Israeli. Maybe it is. But anyway, it's a lot of uh, people say especially people in the Jewish community say Israeli when they mean Middle Eastern. 
mm-hmm. a lot, so I try not to do that. But um, it's like a spice mix uh, uh, with like sesame seeds. It's salty. It's really, really good. And I couldn't find it at the supermarket, but I was giving the kosher section, you know, a very close look, hoping they'd have it secreted away somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there is an array of whitefish, of canned whitefish options in the kosher aisle at even this very sparsely populated kosher section in this supermarket. Um, huh. It's all over the place. Uh, oh gosh, one of them had a funny name too. I can't remember what the name was now. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember. But yeah, that stuff's all over the place at a bar mitzvah or like a uh, a uh, people will do like a. Not like a brunch or a lunch, but it's it's uh it's appetizers that are served after the Sabbath lunch, the Sabbath prayers, but before lunch, um, sort of in celebration. So, um, like for a bar mitzvah at a big synagogue, people will do this, where they'll sponsor a big, a big uh, little party, you know, and it'll go for like an hour after the morning prayers that'll end. The prayers will end at like 11:30 or 12:30, and then you'll mingle at this standing appetizers thing for an hour and it'll be anywhere from you know like wedding quality food to like uh or appetizers anyway to like you know just kind of cold platters with rolled up uh lunch meat um but and and definitely at those the second type there will be white fish i mean like 95 percent of the time it's everywhere well it was very good so good job you guys now that you're uh (laughs) It always just seemed like a bit of a weird thing, and I've never been a huge, I've never been a huge person for like different types of fish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like I like the fish I like, but I'm I'm a little squeamish for with trying out like different types of fish, um, or at least have been in the past. But maybe I should give it a try now. If you at all like tuna salad, it was like a very loxy version of tuna salad. So if that's Sounds anything great. that appeals to you, then I would say by all means try it. I could see spreading that thin on like a slice of toasted challah bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Have you ever had whitefish, Rob? I have not. I mean, not in that form. I'm sure I've eaten. Uh, I've had, well, where does all the pickled stuff fall into that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I think it is... I, I don't really know the relationship between, like, pickled whitefish and, like, whitefish salad. I guess you probably make the one out of the other, right? I guess. I was trying to Google it before I bought it to see precisely what it was that I was, like, getting myself into. And the consensus just seems to be, like, it could be, like, one of any several kinds of fish. So it, it's not really, like, there's not really an easy way for me to be like, oh, if you've had cod, you've had whitefish. Yeah. I've, I I've kind of. I should know more about this. I've kind of avoided it for the most part of my life because I assumed <laughs> I wouldn't be into it. But maybe yeah. I need to give it a try. I just always assumed it would be like salty and vinegary and weird. It is very salty. Which, Which like, you... yeah, just use less <laughs> and it'll be fine. I don't know. I mean, I've seen people like slap that stuff on a plate and just like fork it in, and I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I've done that with chicken salad. Oh, I always. <laughs> I have a habit of putting. What's that, Rob? I, I always do that with chicken salad. I have a habit of, like, putting everything on bread. I really like bread. Um, so even, like, stew, like a potato-y stew, you know, I'll still, like, slap that on a slice of bread. Really? Yeah. How's that work for you? I love it, personally. Interesting. Um, I think it helps to cut the flavor of the, of the stew. I, I really... I don't know. I, maybe it just turns it into like an empanada type of thing or something. Um, 
I, I just really like it, and I, I, it's it's an excuse to eat more bread, which I always love, um, if it's like good bread, you know. Although I won't do it so much. Really, I, I guess I'm really just talking about challah bread, um, because challah bread is so good. It's like sweet. It's soft. It's got enough like body to hold something that you put onto it, you know. Um, but yeah, I guess if I'm at like a nice restaurant and I'm I've got like a crusty loaf that they've handed you to put olive oil and salt on like i'm not going to be slapping my entree onto that so i don't know it's very i guess it's case dependent do you guys have any weird like food combinations you do not, i guess that's that's not really like a weird combination as much as it is just like a bizarre practice um but. not really i did make i did make burgers the other night when i didn't have bread buns or bread and i just ate it on taco shells but that was more. Oh, that uh, sounds pretty good. It was, and I enjoyed it. I threw lettuce and tomato into it, but that was yeah. kind of just a lazy. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm not sure there's anything I do in particular. I'm very conventional in many ways, which is why chain restaurants work so well for me. That's yeah. true. That's um, all right, guys, let's jump into the episodes. Uh, let's. Uh, how have we been doing it? I, I think the episode, the week where we did three, we did reverse chronological. Like, most recent first, because it's fresh in our minds. But, like, uh, do you guys want to do uh, Jack in the Box first or Hooters first? I, I would say, um, I don't know. I would, you want to do Hooters? Let's start yeah, with Hooters. Let's do Hooters. Sounds good. Guys, this episode was a corker. <laughs> it was. Uh, I was optimistic going into it with both Cool Up and Hooters being... Excellent choices for this show. Uh, what did you guys think? Well, I was not disappointed in the least. Yeah, I, was, I was very excited to have her on it. Uh, I thought Hooters was a very interesting comment or uh, choice. And I like, yeah, I like that the thing that brought her to it of all things was crab legs. <laughs> well, and I also think it's so like typical of Kulap. Kulap Velasek is the host of the Who Charted podcast, which is where I know her from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's so typical of Cool Up and her, like, like, I don't know, like, outrageous sense of humor to just be like, yeah, let's go to fucking Hooters for, for my birthday. Like, hell yeah, that's fun. It did feel like a very authentic choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, this episode started off great with a roast spoon man that, like, for the ages. I don't know how I feel about the roast spoon man segment in general. I kind of feel like everyone's too hard on Mitch. There are times. Yes. And and I I I feel like sometimes it moves into fat shaming, which is something I'm like trying to be aware of Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. That, that part of it is a bummer for sure. But yeah, I mean, if you really, if he could stop it, if you wanted, I feel like, yeah, well, the same with Mitch dot pizza. Like if Mitch were like, I do not like this, everyone would stop. Or at least, hopefully, Van would stop and turn off the service. <laughs> but I also don't know if Mitch, like, can say that with whatever the rules of his, like, ironic friend group is. Like, I don't know if he can be that earnest and be like, guys, this really bothers me. Yeah. I'm not really sure, because so. I, like I've said in the past, I, I do follow the Mitch Pizza text chain. And I think he, he probably enjoys to a bit, or to a point, okay. uh, answering those questions and talking to people. And people are generally, at least the ones he answers, are friendly and sometimes interesting questions. Well, that's good. I would hope so. 
I wonder if he gets, like, some bad ones that he just ignores, or I wonder if Van does any screening on stuff like that. It's a good question, because I'm sure there is a level of control. Like, if somebody sent something really shitty, I'm sure they could be you would hope so. removed from yeah. it and blocked from it. I would also I mean, hope that we as a community are decent people and wouldn't do that. That's true, but there's, you know, there's always people in every group who think they're just keeping the joke going and, yeah. and you know, take it about a mile too far. Gentle gentle request to the show, if they could just stop using the word cuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I would second your gentle request at this point. I feel like the, the word has sort of gone beyond, like, the sort of hilariousness of the initial yeah. usage. We've kind of we've kind of lost control of it in the last uh, like month, I'd say. Yeah. In the world. Hold on, which word? Cuck. What? Oh. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's uh annoying. Yeah, I'll third that gentle request. And Brian, who's not here today by the way, everybody uh, listening, he Oh yeah, we didn't mention that. Um he's not like dead. Uh, he could we're be. still friends with him. Uh, well, well, Aaron and I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the drop on this episode was really good too. With uh, it was there was they used uh, Nick's Hillary line. Yeah. Uh, which I think Nick should be roasted with forever. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. And it did end with, like, four seconds of the Seinfeld theme in, like, a perfect nod mm-hmm. to, like, that moment in drop history. So perfect. So I, I was really happy with the drop. Just just kicking off this corker of an episode to a great start. And then Mitch comes right again, right right in with a line that, and by the way, I re-listened to this episode yesterday, but I, I took notes when I listened to it the first time around. Um, and this line I love both times I listened to it. Mitch goes, I hope everyone's turkey wasn't dry. I hope when you cut into that turkey, it was all liquid, baby. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I, I did love that. I love this show. At one point, Koo says, is podcast music also? Um, Koo is Kulap's, I guess, nickname in the Who Charted universe, by the way. I don't like know her. Um, but yeah, she goes, is podcast music? Which... If anyone's in the Foam Corner Facebook group, that's a bit from Hollywood Handbook, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so there you go. So it all comes together. Oh, it's a terrifying insular universe we've created. <laughs> it really is. I'm honestly terrified for like my friends who don't listen to Doughboys, who may eventually start listening to this podcast. Um, I have not recommended that they do. Uh, and I think buried deep within this is like good food discourse that our friends who like us and food might enjoy. Mm-hmm. But we really front load it with the Doughboys shit, don't we? We really do. Yeah. We'll get to the food stuff. I'd like the food stuff too. No, we can, hey, we can do both. We're yeah, very we good. Can. And we do, and we're good at both. Yeah, we're great. This is a, this is a good podcast. Exactly. I'd say it's a great uh, podcast. You'd say what? A great podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, is it even a podcast? Is it music? Uh, it's definitely music to my okay. ears. Kulop is standing up this whole episode as they record. Uh, she said at the beginning that the stools were uncomfortable, so she's standing. I kind of wanted to see a picture. Me too. Yeah, I don't think I could. 
I don't think I would want to record a whole podcast standing up. I don't think I'd want to either. I don't think I could. <laughs> it's so long to stand up. Well, it's the way we do it, it's so long to stand up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've kind of... I, there's a little part of me that wants to get like a standing desk at work. Yeah, I think I would need like a convertible one that like the one that like down. raises and lowers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, like I've walked past somebody's desk at my office who like it's a standing desk and then she has like a tall stool, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to raise or lower the desk. She just like sits on the stool. That's good. Um, which like I don't know if I want to sit on a stool all day. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want that either. So I don't know. Our cubes also are like far too low to have a standing desk. Like if I had a standing desk, I would be looking down into like the cubicle of everyone around me, like some sort of like eldritch being. And I really don't need that. <laughs> or everyone could stand up and you would just all be like me standing around. And <laughs> we'll be looking at each other throughout the day. <laughs> I had a, I had a job once. Uh, I was on a project once where um, I, uh, we, we got moved into like this cafeteria room and there was this like high uh, bar around the side and then a table in the middle and so eventually I did move to the high bar where I could like stand up and sit down as I wanted to um, and it was nice but like that was a couple years ago and I truly think I had a lot more energy then than I do now like it just seems like a lot to be standing up all day I don't know I'd have to buy, like, better shoes. Yeah, that too. You know? One of those, like, gel mats. Yeah. Well, and plus, like, I... Like, I have to, like, run around this office building a lot to go to meetings and talk to people and stuff. And so when I get back to my desk, I'm sort of just like, like, all right, give me one minute to, like, stop and sit down. So maybe I don't need, maybe, maybe that is yeah, my you might be okay. the fact that I just like, I don't know. We'll see. Um, have you guys worked at like a real restaurant mm. before? I don't know if we've talked about this. I before. don't think we have. Cause no, we have Kulop not. talked about working at PF Chang's. What did you say, Rob? Just saying that we haven't, we haven't covered it. Yeah. Have you guys? No, I've never, I've never worked ever. in food service. I yeah. I worked in a cafeteria uh like scooping food mm-hmm. um but there was no running to do you know what yeah. i mean um i so have i told you guys about this cafeteria i worked in i started when there was like a cool chef there and like he was like doing interesting stuff and i could like learn what he was doing you know like whatever help him out with the special of the mm-hmm. day or whatever and then he left and this guy who was basically like a more of a pencil pusher manager type uh you know with culinary training stepped in and took over the job and uh it was way less fun and that's when i kind of transitioned to just like scooping food all the time and you know uh just like yeah having nothing to do with the food at all basically um but i've never had to do like that waiting tables yeah. thing or really understand the dynamics of that uh, it seems like a lot i after college for a couple of months i worked at the Barnes and Noble in Boston, and one shift I had to cover uh, a shift for someone at Starbucks, and mm. like the Starbucks in the store. And I never go to Starbucks. I don't know anything about coffee. I go to Dunkin' Donuts where the coffee is all sugar water, <laughs> and so I was 
having to deal with some very irate people trying to write down abbreviations for drinks that I never drink in the first place, and it was possibly one of the most miserable experiences like of my life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, never ever like if you work retail and you tell someone that like you don't have something, they might get a little snippy with you, but eventually like they'll shut up and leave. But like, my God, if you fuck with their coffee, it is just, it, it's oh, like yeah. you, you've committed a cardinal sin or something. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine like working somewhere where I knew nothing about it. Like at like, uh, I don't know, a butcher <laughs> <Yeah>. shop <laughs> and someone comes in, like, can I get a, you know, two pounds of, top sirloin yeah you know defatted yeah and you're just sitting there trying to figure out what the hell part of the animal this is uh yeah i can see some meat um (laughs) is that the s one (laughs) it would be a disaster when i was oh my gosh that's rough when i was younger i actually wanted to be a butcher and i've abandoned that dream (laughs) oh what uh inspired you to want to be a butcher i don't know i Maybe just a general love of meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just something about, you know, not like, uh, not so much like just in a grocery store, but like having your own butcher shop, to me, yeah. seems like this nice, I don't know. Do you guys go to like your local butcher ever? I don't really have one that's like terribly local. Okay. I live directly next door to one that I go to for some things, oh, but it's a, it's a very small place. He doesn't have a ton of stuff. It's a little Mexican gotcha. grocery with a, a little butcher shop, but the guy, the one guy pretty much runs the whole place. Oh, that's cute. I, it is. It sounds like a cool place. And I would go there if it were next door <laughs> to me, but I do not eat a lot of meat and I especially don't cook a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. So it's all mysterious to me. And if I like get it into my head to cook something meat based or even with like a fish I don't usually use or something, I just go to the supermarket and say, can I please have, and I read directly, excuse me, out of the, um, sorry guys, out of the, uh, I'm, I'm hungry talking about food, um, which is making me burp for some reason. I, I just read like directly out of the, out of the recipe. Like, this is what I want. Uh, can you help me? You know? Uh, and they usually can. Um, but yeah, it's not like, uh, I don't know. Like a, 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 an artisanal butcher shop sounds like a cool thing to go yeah. to sometime, but I don't know if it's like for me, you know? Right. How do you guys feel about like table side shows, like a hibachi restaurant, like a Benihana type of thing? Um, and I mean, I guess there's different scales of it. Cause on the episode they were talking about like table side guac. Yeah. I don't care about that. That's yeah. just, I, I can't remember. Like th- th- there was some dumb, plate i want to say it was honestly like like a tgi fridays or like an uno's or something where i went to once and they made they like made a deal of making guac next to us when we ordered like chips and guacamole and i was like i don't like this isn't what you guys do you don't need to like you don't need to impress me like i'm already eating here i'm at tgi exactly right there's nothing impressive about this at all there's like a buzzy place here i go to sometimes where they do table side guac and i actually kind of like it um, especially because the guac is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does make you feel like it's really made yeah. of avocados and, you know, onions and whatever. I totally get the and appeal. It's, there it is. And, like, it's guac. Guac is one of those things, too, where, like, if you've ever had, like, guac from a container that you, like, leave in your fridge for a day, and, like, 
It's not. It doesn't. Uh oh. <laughs> we lost Aaron. Oops. You want to imagine what he might have said? Boy. Have you ever uh, had guac that you've left in your fridge for like a day and it's become like some sort of sentient monster and you go in and you try <laughs> to devour it and you're attacking it with tortilla chips but like it knows where you're going so it just sort of like ducks out of the way and also because of the fact that it's guacamole like even if you jab it with the chip it can probably take a hit or two before anything really bad starts to happen. Has this ever happened to you? Uh, every single time. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure it's not just me. <laughs> Uh, did one of you guys, like, drop me from the call? Um, no. I got tired of your story. Well, I'm back. Well, we finished your story um, for you. It's okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I like guac. Uh, it's good. <laughs> oh. I love that but, table uh, yeah, side stuff. What? I was going to say, I love that table side stuff. I'm a, I'm a huge sucker for it. The, the hibachi stuff I love when they're making little onion pyramids and yeah, that's Tossing cute. meat into somebody's mouth. I, I, I love it. And when I was in, uh, when I went to Los Angeles for PodFest last year, uh, my friend Haley McPunchy, shout out to Mifomi, mm-hmm. uh, and I went to the Santa Monica Pier and ate at that overpriced Mexican restaurant on the end of it and had a, that's fine. We had a Yelp coupon for a free table side guac and it was, it was very charming and enjoyable and they gave us enough guac for like five people. But it was uh, very good. That's the other thing. It's one guac at this place, uh, OML, that I go to in D.C. um, Is like enough. It's like a good serving for two people. It's enough for Mm -hmm. three. And if you got four people there, it's going to be sparse. And I feel like that's always true about guac. I feel like there's never enough guac until there's way too much. No, there's still never enough. (laughs) I mean, I've done that where, like, I will eat an avocado, like a whole avocado, and then, like, try to break into a second mm. one. And I found that that was too much. Like, on my own, just in my kitchen, I found that to be too much guac. Uh, but that's maybe excessive compared to what, what people normally do. Um, Kulop said she used to make, like, the Asian sauces at P.F. Chang table side that seems a i don't remember that i've only been to pf chang's like a handful of times but i don't remember that being a thing maybe they yeah, phase that right. out yeah it's a weird one because i mean when i've made i've made like sweet and sour sauce and like uh uh sesame sauce mm-hmm. before and it's really 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 simple and it takes about two minutes but you need heat so i don't know what they're doing maybe they already have it one of the sauces thickened so they can all mix in together or something it, but every recipe i see it tells you to thicken with with uh, cornstarch like while stirring over it heat. wouldn't surprise me if they had some weird proprietary thing like a like a yeah. like a sauce that's not really the sauce that you're thinking of yeah so are you guys into pf changs like have you been many times there i've only been a couple of times and i think we touched on it once before uh the only thing i can think about is the lettuce wraps yeah that i can recall Ah. yeah the lettuce wraps are terrific that's i went to pf chang's once uh basically just to try it um with a friend and the 
Okay, walking into a P.F. Chang's, that horse <laughs> and all of that, like, fanfare, <laughs> it's way oh, yeah. too much. Oh, yeah, it's great. For sure. Right? It's like that Cheesecake it's, Factory it's, aesthetic. I've never been oh, to a Cheesecake Factory. It's like factory. overwhelming you with crapulence. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great word. And very, like, very appropriate for, for P.F. Chang, I would say. <laughs> Um, in my one experience, because the place, the, the one I went, it was relatively new. It was clean inside, but it really looked like, I don't know, like they were just trying so hard for their paper mache version of like a nice restaurant to be taken seriously yeah. in like an outdoor mall across from an office park. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know? how they do. It's the weirdest thing. Meanwhile, like this is a weird mall, too. This is in Portland. Um, actually in Durham, Oregon, about 30 minutes south of Portland. And this mall, had it was like an outdoor mall, and there was like a, a sort of a promenade that had like a fountain and like a couple of like kiosks, you know, like food truck type mm-hmm. kiosks. Um, and then some like relatively nice restaurants um, and very little in the way of not as nice restaurants. Um, there was like one like Panera type sandwich place and, um, and the kiosks. And that was kind of it as far as cheap restaurants. And then there was like an Italian place and a sushi place and like, a, a sort of nicer, like hip American type place. Um, it was a weird mall. And then they had PF Chang's also. Um, so yeah. So the, the reason I went is a bunch of my friends were going to the Panera place and me and my one other friend who actually like was into food there were like this Panera type. It wasn't Panera, but whatever it was, it wasn't great. And we were like, let's go try P.F. Chang's because neither of us have been there. Let's give it a shot. And, uh, you know, on the topic of the so- of like the Asian sauces and that gummy sort of uh, uh, cornstarch thickened texture that you always get in like American Chinese restaurant mm. sauces, everything at P.F. Chang's seemed to be thickened like that. <laughs> everything was sticky and gooey. Did you guys have that experience when you were there? I don't remember because all you think of were those lettuce wraps. <laughs> I remember so little, to be honest with you. It was years ago. I think one yeah, opened up in Pittsburgh there. when I was like in high school, maybe, and I think my parents and I went there mm-hmm. once. But I remember almost nothing about it except that I really liked the lettuce wraps. Yeah, like, I don't think I got the lettuce wraps, speaking of, so I don't have the context for that but it was like the soup was thickened the side dipping sauces were thickened the sauces that everything came in were thickened and all to like a very similar level of viscosity it was bizarre it was really that was the thing that like threw me off most about it especially the soups because we got soups because we were there to try Mm. it out you know like in a real doughboys way pre doughboys way (laughs) of like we're here let's see what this place has to offer us you know let's get soups and an appetizer and like a main, you know, and uh, the soups came first and they were like gummy, <laughs> and I think it it gave me the wrong cue to start the whole meal off. You yeah, know what I mean, I definitely get that. I would say if you have the opportunity to go back for lettuce wraps, go back for lettuce wraps. <laughs> I'll consider it. I mean, I I don't I don't know that there's a PF Chang's near me mm. now. I mean, I live in a city. I'm sure there's a PF Chang's, but. I'll probably go sometime at a mall or something. That's that's the time to go. Yeah, that's it. That's what it really feels like to me as a mall restaurant. Oh, it is. It totally is. Yeah. Um, I will say on this episode of Doughboys, Kulop, 
Vilaisak calls Mitch out on his bullshit in such an amazing <laughs> way. Like, I think it must be because she deals with this all the time on Who Charted, where she co-hosts with Howard Kramer, who's this bizarre, like, neurotic, really funny guy. But part of the humor of that show is, like, Kulop, like, absolutely calling him out on, like, and, like digging in when he says something weird. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that definitely happened here with Mitch. Like, Nick will, like, go, like... Mitch, that's a messed up weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. But Kulop will be like, the particular way of reacting is like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> and she makes him explain it. <laughs> and it reveals so much of his like thought process behind whatever weird thing he said. I don't know. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, she's got a lot of experience uh, with that. Yeah, sure. no kidding. Um, are you guys Tartar people? Like steak tartare people? Not really. No, I I actually I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah, I've never had it either. I don't like uh, meat that's too rare even, you know? So, and not for any gross-out reasons. I just don't, it just doesn't taste that good to me. Um, I, It's probably why I'm not a big meat guy, because I don't technically like the way meat tastes, I think. Um, so, yeah, I've never really, I, you know, I'm kind of tempted to try it just for, like, the credibility yeah of like being a tartar at least mm-hmm. knowing what it's about you know but i don't know I- i've recently stopped pushing myself as much to taste stuff that i'm not super excited about eating um because for a while i would really dive into like really weird stuff because i'd be like well i gotta like gird my loins and jump in and <laughs> eat this whole octopus and and see where i'm at with it but i just don't it's just not fun to do i'm not a huge steak person in general honestly so it just really that doesn't appeal to me in the least i feel like i've had too many bad steaks go ahead i i love steak and i do love a rare steak but i think going going uh less cooked than that to me just seems kind of crazy yeah i know what you mean i I will get a steak once in a while. Um, I will choose the least expensive one on the menu most of the time because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so it would be a shame to waste money on like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to spend money just to like convince myself that it's better. Yeah. If it's not. That's fair. So I usually just go, you know, filet mignon or whatever is like relatively inexpensive um, and very tender, which is the other thing is I didn't like steak growing up. Uh, because the steaks I would have were my dad's, like, you know, home-cooked steaks, which were delicious. My dad cooks on a charcoal grill, and it's really, really good, but it was so, like, tough. Uh, and I was a kid, and I was like, no, this isn't really... It was too much work to eat, you know, yeah. versus, like, a hot dog, which I could just, like, <laughs> like chomp through. Um, but, yeah, nowadays I'll get, a, I'll get a filet mignon, like, at a at a steak restaurant if like that's where other people want to go and i'll enjoy it you know uh but yeah just like pure like steak please is is, uh, (laughs) not me as much um okay this mitch audition story was wild in this uh, episode uh where this like mean guy totally (laughs) rejected him and then like saw him later and tried to like pull him around do you guys have any, like, horrible, like, career stories that you want to tell where you, like, absolutely uh, embarrassed yourself? My entire career is a horrible career story. 
Uh, I don't really have any good embarrassing ones that I can think of. I was on a project uh, that was uh, a PR nightmare for my company. And uh, I was a tester on that project. And so uh, near the end of this project, uh, one of the... Uh, we were, I was like at a call center where people were using this this product, like a first rollout wave of the product to like test it. And somebody like found an error and I was like, oh shit, like it's this major error we had before, like boom, like went into the online system and like clicked, like this error is back. And I start getting emails from my manager and calls from my manager who's like, I really wish you hadn't done that. Like you should have talked to me first because he was getting attention from people five <laughs> levels up in the company like because this horrible error came back. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was like the most embarrassing day I can remember at all. Uh, and all, even my friends on that project <laughs> were like, dude, you fucked up. Like you got too self-important and thought, and thought you know, that this was the right thing to do. And I was wrong, by the way. That was the other thing. Um, I misinterpreted something. So I just had to like sheepishly go into the online system where like bosses, bosses, bosses were reading everything and go, uh, I, I was wrong. It's not <laughs> back. And kick, click, close, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it was very, it was really embarrassing. I do have a little one. So It's a lot more yeah. blue collar and simple <laughs> than yours. But do it. Uh, when, I, when I worked on a golf course, I accidentally drove a golf cart right into a lake <laughs> and had to, I, I was I was driving down the path and I was reaching for something that was in the back of the cart and not looking forward and I hit a, a major like dip uh, between the grass and the, and the path and like it kind of shook me to a point where like I lost like I was like shaken out of the driver position oh and it was like within 15 feet of the lake and the the cart was cut, and I just couldn't get back to sitting and having the wheel in my hand fast enough, and just that whole thing went in. Jesus. I luckily oh threw my phone and wallet <laughs> up onto the shore. I just I just threw them. <laughs> like, I went for them and threw them. Uh, the, the cart was completely submerged, but I was sitting on it, like, half out of the water <laughs> and had to trudge out, call my boss on my cell phone and say, hey, I'm over on uh, hole 11. Can you bring a tractor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I've gosh. got a cart in the water. <laughs> so, I guess there was that. There are a lot of pictures wow. taken. I'll see if I can find some. <laughs> Please do. Uh, That's amazing. If you do, I, I'll put those on the episode yeah. post if you want. But th- that that had definitely happened to other people, just not as worse. So I never felt no. horrible about it. Still, that's like an amazing like like this, <laughs> just the, the image of like you hit a dip and then suddenly you're like thrown from the controls yeah. and just have to wait <laughs> as the cart takes you where it's gonna go. I couldn't even like I, some I kind of Looney see where Tunes. It was going. I just knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, I'm glad you were okay. And it, it yeah. made a good story. And I, and also <laughs> and also knowing that lake because I was I was there when they had first dug it. It was it was uh, put in when I was there and. The cart landed on a ridge that was, you know, like maybe what five feet deep, uh, yeah. and about two, three feet feet further than that, it dropped another fifteen <laughs> immediately. Oh uh, wow! So I just, I guess, I just got real lucky that it did come. Yeah, to I'm glad the water broke your momentum. Right. It didn't. You didn't end up like way in there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, okay, so final review on uh uh the restaurant PF Chang's uh. 
and then we'll move on to the Do leftovers and feedback segments in this episode. Uh, yeah, Hooters. <laughs> I've been talking about PF Changs, which I shouldn't have been. Final review. We haven't even talked about Hooters. I went to Hooters once. Yeah, we've okay. Yeah, we. Uh, this concludes our bonus episode on PF Changs. Oh, because right. Cool Up worked at PF Chang. Yep. Yes. Literally. Oh my god, that's so confusing. Um, I've never. All right, been. what do you guys think about Hooters? Nope, never. Ever. Okay. I've not been. Have to, you been, Rob? I've not been to Hooters in probably ten years. I was going to go for the show. I was going to go yesterday, but because of the snow, I stayed in. Because um, it was. It's about a 35, 40 minute drive to get to a Hooters. That's a trek. Um, but I will yeah, say, yeah, don't do that in snow. I, I always liked their wings a lot, but I the the environment, the atmosphere, I I just I do not care <laughs> for that. Yeah, I, I I wonder like because I, I went to a Hooters ten years ago, uh, like you said, um, I was in high school, and we were on like a class field trip to the Baltimore Harbor, and I had like some free time, and we. You know, somebody was like, haha, let's go to Hooters. So I was like, okay. Like, I was, whatever, like, following where my friends went. But we we were all, like, kosher-keeping <laughs> kids. And so nobody <laughs> ate anything. Like, one person ordered, like, fries. Uh, and we were just, like, in Hooters for the sake of being in Hooters. I felt very uncomfortable. I did not feel titillated. Uh, but I wonder what what that what that place looks like now with, you know... The way I look at things now, uh, how weird it is, the, the scene there. Because is it, as I always understood it, it was always a little bit, they were always a little bit winking at the fact that, like, haha, we're a boobs restaurant, but that it doesn't technically come into play that much in the way the restaurant does business. I mean, it's just, like, called Hooters, and the women have a, a, a relatively saucy uniform, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I remember other than that was that they a lot of the waitresses would make a point to try to make the patrons feel like, oh yeah, this this person's very this waitress is very interested in in our group and what we have to say, and uh, and I think just that like a a girl is paying attention to us. Oh, God, <laughs> there there was a little bit of that that I re- that I remember, but I don't. I mean, I don't feel like that's yeah. any different than. You know, a waitress just wants to wants you to be happy with your experience, so they get tipped well, which is you know, right. Part of and the job. they just know that at a restaurant like that, part of the experience for a lot of the attendees is like, there's beautiful women here, or at least women in revealing clothing, um, which was like a weird backhanded burn. I didn't mean <laughs> at Hooters waitresses. Um, You're all beautiful. Are there like all women? What? All women Aww. are beautiful. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> are there, so there's other like Hooters based, and this time I'm using Hooters with a lowercase h, that's just what I call boobs. Um, there's, there's other, there's other restaurants that are based on like people wearing are there? revealing clothing. Um, I know there's tilted kilts that, that I've seen advertisements for. Would I and, like that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, it's, I, it seems to be women wearing very short skirts and, uh, like bras in matching or whatever, like a swimsuit top in matching, uh, tartan <laughs> pattern. Um, 
It seems to be a more revealing uniform than Hooters. This is the male gaze run amok. Yeah, it's certainly uh, a little a little more risque for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I've never I've never been inside one. Um, I've just seen like the flyers for it and went, "Whoa, this is weird." And then I'm like, "Well, Hooters exists, so uh, I guess it's not weird." It's just weird, like it, it's bizarre that that uh, that those restaurants are like culturally acceptable um, in a way that like other i don't know more overtly like sex-based businesses are not i think that, that's like our acceptable. thing though like we're, we're like you're you're okay with the idea of sex but not the actual like you know activity it's it's sort of like you can allude to it but you can't really yeah. be explicit and like that we're all okay with that makes sense but um i was is just there like a male ask, does anyone know <laughs> is there a place uh, for I... <laughs> I, I, I can't, can't think either. of one. Yeah, nothing coming to mind. Like, I certainly feel like I've heard of the concept. Like, I'm, there has to be. No, I'm sure. Because it has to exist. There has to be a market for that. Um, but maybe that's just. I like, was going to say, like, I'm sure in waiters. Provincetown somewhere, there's <laughs> like a restaurant that's whose stock and trade is like scantily clad men. Yeah, but like, what would what would they? I don't know, because I just feel like with, mm-hmm. with too much skin showing, and then you're, like, carrying hot food around, I don't know. It feels weird to me. <laughs> Put a shirt on, you know? God. Just imagine, I don't like, know. You, Do you going down to Hooters and be like, cover up, you're indecent. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the Hooters shirt's, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just had, like, a vivid image of, like, myself carrying a bowl of soup to somebody, and it, like, sloshes onto, like, my midriff, which... <laughs> like, I guess it's no, not going to slush back into the how soup to enjoy then. Themselves. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I just don't know about like the, the. And then there's this concept too that like, like a pop culture trope of like, sexy cooking within a couple. Um, I guess because like, uh, I don't know. Either whatever flip side of it you go on, like either like oh it's so hot that like my wife is cooking for me, or like oh look a man that can cook. Um, but I do not want that anywhere near the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? No, like agree. kitchen, fine, but not while I'm cooking. I got the oven going on in here. Like I don't okay, even go into the I kitchen. I guess my barefoot. question following up you know on I mean? that is, do the cooks at Hooters also dress that way? I'm going to assume no. <laughs> I would imagine. I, it feels yeah. like that's like in danger of like a grease fire or something. Uh, yeah, Although it would be I, hilarious I if so. they like if it's no, def- like everyone has to dress like this. This is company policy. The janitors, you gotta put that on. <laughs> Just like an open kitchen Hooters, <laughs> where like yeah, where like you're like flipping like sautéing <laughs> vegetables in a pan and like careful, 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 shielding your body. <laughs> <laughs> Or you just have to wear like a like a hair <laughs> net for your whole body, just to protect yourself and the food. I don't know. It's just a bizarre thing. Uh, it, I, I don't know why it, it exists. Feels like a I mean, I know why it exists. It's, it's just like a, a relic of like. Oh. Yeah. Very outdated. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually. We need a new sexy restaurant yeah. that everyone's comfortable with. You you brought up Tilted Kilt. I've I've actually been to Tilted Kilt one time. I went out with. Really. Uh, it was a bunch of my dad's buddies who were gonna. They wanted to go watch a playoff <laughs> football game. Yeah. They wanted to go to Tilted Kilt so bad, and we actually we got there, and four guys ordered beers, and 
and the waitress came back and said they were out of three of the beers that they left. <laughs> so that is my tilted film experience. Wow. That is impressive. But I but yeah, they definitely they're going for that same thing. They push it a little further than Hooters for sure. Um, but yeah. I just don't you know and I was gonna say, you know, the I run into a lot of like guys my dad's age who and when you go into the place that's most of what you see. Yeah. The older guys. And I think they've mentioned that in the Hooters one too, is you don't see a lot of young people there, you see a lot of older groups. Not. And I think maybe that's just yeah. Them holding on to that, that same relic. Well, I wonder if, though, there's some part of it that's like that younger people have more access to other young people who are like, whatever, yeah. will flirt with them or, or with whom there's some sexual tension or whatever in more in their everyday life, you know? And then people who are older and married and have only married friends and, and you know, the singles pool is smaller, maybe, if you're still single and in your 30s or 40s or 50s, like, I wonder if there's some of that to it, that, that like, you want an outlet more because you have fewer outlets in your day-to-day life, or if there's some people for whom that's true anyway. I guess that makes sense. Not to say that, like, it, once you turn 30, your, like, single people prospects Thank go you. down the drain. But I, th- I do think it's true that... <laughs> <laughs> I do think... And I, sh- I certainly hope that's not true because I'm not that far from 30 myself. Um but i i do i do think it's true that like as you age there's probably less you know going on as far as like a dating scene or whatever whether it's because you've taken yourself out of it by being in a committed relationship or just because everyone else I has do done. think there's probably something to your point about that like for people our age there are other ways to sort of get this kind of stimulation like you could go to a club yeah. and meet people who are dressed <laughs> like just as scantily as that and there's like an actual possibility that you could like more, go home with yeah. this person at the end of the night as opposed to like hooters where it's like all part of an act so like I, I can see it mostly yeah. being like you said for older people or for basically what they said in the episode which is younger people enjoying it ironically like yeah. it feels like yeah. at a certain point they're going to have to completely move over to the idea that like isn't this ironically hilarious in order to stay in business or that that know? or they won't I mean they're they're gonna have to get a real yeah. smart PR person to come around and say like you know Domino's said their pizza was bad and made better pizza Hooters needs to eventually are going to need to recognize that they're they're mm-hmm. weird and maybe problematic and address those things in their ads or aim at a demographic yeah. that does not care about either of those things. As Hire long some as there men. Is one. Um, there you go. Yeah, there you go. A, uh, a, I would love an egalitarian Hooters. Hooters. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? By the way, I think that would be way more fun yeah. and would feel way less uncomfortable. Like if there was a restaurant that was just like, we get all kinds of hot people to work here and that's part of our gimmick. Like, that would feel a lot less, and if they were, like, liberal about it, you know, if they were, like, you know, we're not, we're, you know, we're cool, uh, but we also like hot people (laughs) like the next guy does, and we have good wings. Like, I don't know. I think that might be better than, like, Hooters, where it's all about (laughs) boobs, and, like, uh, all right, like, this makes me feel like I'm bad. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big reason that I haven't gone back in so long is... I just feel like <clears throat> I feel like people would look at me and be like, "Oh, like he's here to ogle." And I'm like, "No, I just want wings. <laughs> Can I just have some wings?" Yeah. Is there a better like like are there is there times when you're like, "I really I really want Hooters wings right now, but I'll go for Buffalo Wild Wings instead because like 
it's not weird? I think, I mean, I've been to Buffalo. I've been there in a couple of years either just because okay. of uh, proximity. But I feel like, you know, in, in the last decade, I would go to Buffalo Wild Wings a lot with my friends. Uh, and we never really went to Hooters. And I don't know if that was part of the reasoning, but I would certainly go to Buffalo Wild Wings over Hooters because of, and that would that would play a part. Are wings really that good at Hooters? Yeah. I, it's been so long. I remember liking them a lot. I liked that they're... They're like crispy, like battered mm-hmm. wings, um, mm. but I just don't. It's been so long, I can't honestly okay. tell you. I mean, I honestly like. I'm, I'm a huge fan of wings, and I would go for that purpose. Like, I would go just to try and see what they're like there. Yeah, I mean, they mentioned in the episode that they've kind of done the Buffalo Wild Wings thing, and they have all these different flavors now. And I think when I went there, it was it was still just like like four or five flavors. So I don't know. If they're trying to evolve to keep up or what? It is. Four or five flavors is pretty good though. Like my local wings bar that I used to go to in when I at, at the last place I lived had I think three. Well, I think they had four, and one of them was like plain. <laughs> no, or something, that is, is the absence flavor. of flavor, sir. When I say <laughs> yeah, when I say five, three of those is is buffalo medium, buffalo hot, buffalo very hot. <laughs> oh, okay. And then, like, barbecue and then, right. like, uh, honey mustard or something. Yeah. But, again, I, I can't even tell you when the last time I went is. I guess I'll have to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when we do our, uh, our yes. Fobos meetup in Pittsburgh, uh, I, we'll find a buff. We'll a, have uh, to look into that and see if there's Hooters, one there. rather. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be, right? I bet there's still a Hooters in every major I city. I think they're all, like, outside the major city is the thing. Isn't that what... Uh, isn't that what Donald yeah, Trump ran on his platform? Oh, look at that! Hooters permanently <laughs> Hooters closed. Every, every William American Penn City. Highway, Pittsburgh. Oof! Oh, damn! <laughs> so there's no so Hooters seem, anymore. I, mean, I don't even remember. Like I, I'm looking at this, and like I know where this area is, but I don't remember there ever being one there. This is so weird. All right, there is a Hooters about halfway between <laughs> me and the White House, so I can meet old Donnie out there. Uh, in fact, this Hooters is right by. Right in the area of whatever restaurant I was Googling last time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what it is? I think we were talking about where where our local Hooters is last time on this podcast, and I talked about it. Um, it is also, interestingly enough to me, uh, only about four blocks from that restaurant I go to for uh, that does tableside guac. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, they're surprisingly uh, so there a decent amount of them in like, uh, the Maryland, Virginia area. Well, I know there's one in the Baltimore mm-hmm. Inner Harbor. That's the one I went to. Let me look now. I'm I'm in the Google. I'm on Maps their. Web, I went on their website like a, just to like see. A real person. Yeah. All right. I'm zooming out. Let's see what we get here. Zoom out. If I zoom out, uh, it's not researching. Let's search again. Weird. It's just showing me the one right near me. <laughs> Phone problems. Uh. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, that's Hooters. I will say I loved this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought the shenanigans were great. Um, during the Hooters conversation, there were a couple other like great lines. At one point, Mitch makes himself laugh so much with his. Uh, uh, he did the hashtags for the tableside shows. Hashtag it's showtime and hashtag Beetlejuice, 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 <laughs> and <laughs> lost it and there was like four seconds of silence on the show as everyone in there is giggling and then Kulap just goes he's gonna tip over <laughs> I just love the image of like like 
Mitch just like toppling <laughs> off of his stool from laughing so much at his own hashtag joke. Like, I loved it. And then Weiger had another great line, like another like self-aware, really funny, weird line in the same vein as Mitch's uh, mm-hmm. like dry turkey line, uh, where he was like, uh, when they were talking about their top tar tar. And Nick says, uh, but I know what my bottom Jar Jar is. Right. Binks, get him out of here. Oh. And then Mitch confessed oh, his love, love for Jar Jar Binks so anyway. just to be contrary, which is great. Yeah, which I think is so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Mitch also says, why was I created in this episode? Which is... That was when they were talking about actors with big dicks, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is just like, what was God's plan with me? Just a true moment of, of like, just despair. And I don't know. I, I just love yeah. that man so much. Him and his, like, cat having, like, food loving, like, doing his best. Like, all of his friends love him so much. Like, like but give him such a hard time. He's just such a lovable man. Um, I, I love it. So moving on from our PF Chang slash a little bit of Hooters conversation, let's jump into mm-hmm. this leftovers segment, um, which I thought was a particularly interesting one. Uh, the the leftovers. So uh, I guess it's time for snack or whack or whack, where we discuss uh, this week's Doughboys regular segment and decide if it's good, like snack or whack, or if it's whack. Uh, the leftovers. They talked about Seven uh, yeah. Eleven pizza. So Nick bought Seven Eleven pizza, left it in the fridge overnight. And then they ate it that day in studio. And the mm-hmm. disgust was... Palpable. Did you guys see the picture of it? Are you guys... Yes. Yeah. I wish I had. That was... Oh, my gosh. Like, go to the Doughboys uh, Twitter feed if you haven't. Um, that is the... It's grossest. such a sad piece of pizza. I mean... Have you guys have. eaten 7-Eleven pizza but like warm? Also, to be fair, it was probably either... I was either drunk or it was probably very late at night. And it was one of those things where, like, there are no other yeah. options available to me. Um... And, like, it, it wasn't bad, but it would not surprise me in the slightest if that, like, does not hold up within, like, 20 minutes of, of removing it from the heat lamp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so, I've... What about you, Rick? The 7-Eleven pizza... No. I, I'm a huge fan of 7-Eleven. I will eat almost anything from that place. The, the 7-Eleven pizza is one of the few things where I've tried it once and just will not go <laughs> back to it. Yeah. I... I've eaten at 7-Eleven a few times, and I've had some really great experiences there. Um, specifically, <laughs> when I was very drunk, or when I was yep. very hungry. Um, I used to, there was a 7-Eleven like, on my way back from like my friend's apartments to my apartment in college. Um, and when I first uh, stopped e- uh, eating, keeping only kosher, like 7-Eleven taquitos were one of the first things that I was like really all in on. Um, it was 7-Eleven taquitos, Five Guys Burgers, and Applebee's uh-huh. late night appetizers uh, were my th- big things right at first. Um, but I, and I loved the taquitos when I would get them when I was like super drunk. Um, the pizza, I did not like that much. Um, I also had great experiences at the 7-Eleven <laughs> in the Toronto airport. Um, where I would go when I was traveling to Toronto uh, every week. I would wake up early Monday morning and, like, usually make my flight within minutes. And sometimes that was not enough. That meant I didn't have enough time to buy breakfast in the airport um, on my way to 
to Toronto. So I would get to, so I would have like a seven up on the plane, um, just to get some calories. Uh, and then I would land in Toronto and I would get through customs and then like, uh, like a sunrise <laughs> before me, I would see the Seven Eleven, and I would buy like a hulking green apple and the big hot dog in like that big bready bun and the bun they give you at that hot dog. And I don't know if it's the same in the American Seven Elevens, but the bun they give you on the big hot dog in Toronto is so good. It's a really sweet, really thick bread. It tastes really fresh. Um, and the hot dog itself is great, and I'll just put like a line of mustard on that and some of that chopped onions from that gross yep. little oh, condiment yeah. cart. And it would, and, and then I would just like eat it. But and then I, there was an escalator right next to the Seven Eleven, like to the rental cars, and I would finish the hot dog like before <laughs> I made it up the escalator. Like it was so so good. Um, but yeah, never been too happy with their pizza. Um, their description of the way the pizza tasted reminds me of. Uh, my experience that I had eating cold uh, cheesy bread from a restaurant called Deepy Dough. No. Are you guys familiar with Deepy yes. Dough? So I think it's a college town thing. Yeah, that's the only places I've ever seen. Hmm. Yeah, so they do like delivery oh. calzones, basically. Um, and it was a it was a drunk favorite of my friends in college, and I got it a couple of times because um, they'd take it to you. They would take it to your apartment or your party or whatever. Um, so if you were in a place where it wouldn't be weird to order delivery, then you would order Deepido and, and it would be, and everybody always said it in this very musical <laughs> rhythmic Deepido. All right, Deepido, let's go. Uh, but I had, I ordered two of those for like me and a friend one time and she didn't want hers. And so I had it in my fridge and I tried to eat it the next morning, like cold pizza. And it was revolting. <laughs> it was really, really bad. So yeah, I can't imagine that pizza was, it is a shame because, tolerant. like they I said, think, cold pizza is is normally like a very good thing. Yeah, it's usually so good. Yeah, I think I don't think you meant to, but I think I think Wagner went a little too far. <laughs> I'm sure at the time it sounded yeah, like a good idea. I think you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just something yeah. that's already not so great. But I mean, they can't they can't pre-filter out the bad food from their podcast, or it's not going to be a true. I mean, some of the most interesting food conversation has happened around like shitty food like uh like yeah. the chuck e cheese's episode yep. which was oh hard so to listen upsetting. to uh but 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 interesting and i'm glad they talked about it and that goes to one of my points about this whole episode is that one of the one of its very few detractable points is that they did not have great things to say about most of the food and restaurants not that I was unhappy with their negativity, but that when they have, when they don't have as many things to be excited about, um, there's a ceiling, I think, to where their energy can go on the show. That's fair. Um, yeah. So, but I'll save, I'll save that for my <laughs> rating. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, so, what do you guys think of that leftover segment? I give the segment uh, snacker whack. I thought it was a good segment. It's so, cl- it's honest to God, it's so split in the middle for me. Just be, be, because it is, yeah, it is in theory a good topic, but it was so upsetting to listen to. I, I, I feel, I, I feel I'm gonna, gonna go down on the side of whack. Yeah, I hate, I hate to do it, but I, same thing. I, I felt so upset, and then looking at the <laughs> pictures, thinking about the slice, the slice of pizza that's missing most Ugh. of the cheese, Ugh. and. And just my own experiences with Seven Eleven, it, it kind of—I just couldn't enjoy it as much as I 
mm-hmm. would have liked. So I also have to go whack. All right. That's it for Snacker Whacker Whack. Let's move on to the feedback bag where we talk about uh, the feedback question. Uh, what do you guys think of that, man? <laughs> I like it. I think that's terrific. Spat that off the dome. All right, great. Uh, how do you guys feel about guacamole in a burrito? Um, <laughs> that's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah. It's good. I, I was shocked to hear that anyone <laughs> yeah. was not a fan of it. Yeah. I love guacamole. I love it in burritos. The one thing I will say, and they touched on it, was uh, when you do get that real cold spot in a burrito, I am not super into that. I feel like that's the mark oh, of a yeah. bad burrito, though. I, you, you can't hold guacamole yeah. responsible for that, Rob. No. Oh, Thank certainly you. not. <laughs> I will say my favorite burritos anywhere are um, at this little... Uh, uh, I guess Salvadoran restaurant in uh, Wheaton, Maryland, where I used to live, called El Taco Loco. Um, and most of what I love about their burritos is the ingredients. Um, the instruct the construction is not very good at all, um, but they always use really crisp, fresh lettuce. The rice is sublime, um, and then you know beans and chicken and whatever else they put in there are are well enough done. Um, and I think part of the reason it's good is because if there's a good cook there on that day, they get the proportions right. And then the way they fold it up, it does not end up being that seven-layer stack or whatever. They sort of bowl it all in the middle of the burrito in, in such a way that you could reorient the tortilla and it would look identical. Um, and then when you roll it up into a burrito, it's stacked, you know, vertically, you know, across the diameter of the, cil- of the cylinder. Um, and... And you get those layers that you can get sort of in every bite, or at least every two bites if it's too thick of a burrito to get get the whole thing in one, you know. Um, I, I will say I, I do like some separation of ingredients in a burrito or a tortilla or a taco salad or something like that. I find if you stir the whole thing up into just a mess, it gets a little muddy. What do you guys think about that? I had a taco salad Friday night, and I did exactly that. I stirred it all into a big mess, and that is yeah. how I prefer it. I like to get a little of everything. Uh, is often yeah, me too. I think I like the variety of like the the flavor changing on a bite to bite basis. And sometimes you do get a gross cold spot of an ingredient you're not a particular fan of, and I hate that as well. But I do like like ah, this bite was mostly uh, rice and beans. This bite had a great piece of chicken and some lettuce in it. Like I kind of like some of that to happen. Um, and it might come down to the fact that there are certain ingredients I don't like as much. And so, if especially if it's like a taco salad or a taco bowl, um, you end up with a big pile of that ingredient at the end um, because you didn't need it, you know. So it makes it easy to sort of refine, I think, the, the, the what, what you're getting at the end of it all. Um, but anyway, that's my weird burrito. No, mix it all up. Um, all right, guys. That's it for this episode on Hooters, um, or for the segment on Hooters. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode uh, as a whole? Let's do our, our final thoughts. Rob, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I think Kulap is a fantastic guest. Uh, I like you, you said earlier. You know, with, when they really only have negative things to say about something, there's always a limit to the energy. But I think that the way that she plays with the guys is very good. Uh, overall, it it kept the episode from being uh, too dour, like the Caro's one was. Um, but I, 
I think overall I would probably give this one a... I think I'd go four bad hashtags. Not a perfect one, but one that I would certainly revisit, and I did today, this morning. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you, sadly. The... Um, <laughs> I feel like there's something to be said for having it to be a very fun episode, but not a very great restaurant episode. Like, if that makes any sense, like it was, it was, it was great because of the chemistry and Kulop and, and all of the parts that worked really well. But I don't remember so much the parts about them eating there as well, because it seemed like they were all just very underwhelmed by it. Um, so at the end of the day, I would also go for bad hashtags. Guys, I listened to this episode twice, and in our conversation about it, I still thought it was about P.F. Chang's. <laughs> this was a phenomenal episode. Kulop is one of my favorite people. I will defend Kulop's like funniness and hilarity to the death, and I not to the death, but I'm not going to die. But I will defend it uh, vocally. I've had to do this on Reddit, on the Earwolf subreddit. I've had to do this in our Facebook group that we know each other from. Um, there are people who are convinced that Kulop is not funny mm-hmm. and that Howard is funny and that therefore Kulop is annoying and shouldn't be on the show. And I've not heard any <laughs> opinion more wrong ever. Uh, Kulop is very funny and she's very good at keeping a show moving and finding the funniness in yep. what other people say and do. I would say she's a straight man in the comedy trope. Uh, uh, you know, she's. She does have jokes, but most of where she really shines and why she's a world-class podcaster and hosts one of the most popular podcasts is because she's so good at making other stuff really funny. Um, so huge fan of Kula. Uh, love her dynamic with uh, Mitch, especially um, with his little little goofy quirks and, and her interest, her genuine interest and, and like love for, for the weird things that her friends do. Um uh i thought it was a great episode as far as uh dynamic but not so much as far as the discourse like you're saying brendan um so as a result of that uh that said it was still an absolutely phenomenal episode and it kept me kept me engaged and wrapped in for the entire listen um so it's not a perfect episode but but it's still one of my favorites uh definitely a top five doughboys episode ever for me so far i give it four and a half bad nice all right hand holding club (laughs) hand holding club that's right. Or, or that yeah. ballpark, yeah, yeah, yeah. ballpark butts, yeah. I think. Yeah. It would have been hand-holding if I had gone with four. Yes. Um, but I, I felt like I had to be true to my original Good for you. on the ratings for this episode. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's move on to the uh, next episode, this most recent uh, episode, uh, which is Jack in the Box with Spencer Crittenden. Um, so have Never. you guys been to Jack in the Box? I have been twice. Uh, once okay. when I was in Oregon, uh, and I tried a bunch of stuff, and then once when I was in Southern Illinois, just coming back from a trip, and I just got tacos. I have never been. I grew up seeing Jack in the Box TV commercials in San Diego. They're all over the place there. And, uh, frankly, I thought it was a burger restaurant. I had no idea that it was, like, this weird, <laughs> like, stoner, like... Oh, yeah billion food option place like that is so bizarre to me that it has everything this um i i also feel like i had sort of the same reaction to it in that i knew there was a place called jack in the box and i knew that they had a lot of issues with like food poisoning and 
right, <laughs> right. Beef related issues. I did also did not know that they had such a weird variety of menu options. Like listening to this episode, like Jack in the Box feels like the real world equivalent to like a crusty burger or something, where it's like they have all this crap and it can't possibly be good and it can't possibly be quality, but it somehow tastes okay enough. Which is weirdly unsettling. There is there's one kosher fast food restaurant in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> it's called Kosher Bite. And they sell everything. Um, they sell burgers and hot dogs and fried chicken. They sell Chinese food. They sell Mediterranean, like Israeli food, mm. shawarma and falafel. Um, they sell beer and wine. And they have beer on tap now in the last few years. Um, it is the strangest thing oh and it's awful like people get (laughs) sick from eating there um the food isn't very good the hot dogs come in like little pre-wrapped like foil wrapped packages and inevitably like a quarter inch of one end of the bun is like soaked in hot dog juices in the most disgusting possible way and i would always get hot dogs there i was a big hot dog kid you know growing up um because of my big hot dog and uh no the place was this place was a mess and a disaster and part of what i attributed it to is like why do they have everything? Like, pick something. Pick anything and make it. <laughs> Stick with the damn hot dogs and hamburgers, you know? Make them good. Figure out your, your, your you know, your, not supply chain, but your, um, your uh, assembly line such that you don't get, like, a quarter cup of hot dog juice in the wrapper. You know? Get it right. Uh, and so it's amazing to me that, that, and that, that it does work for a place like Jack in the Box. Because um, I just never thought that was okay like i attributed it to like weird small business that was supported by a niche group and so they could be quirky and weird and kind of bad in ways um because they had kind of their captive audience um it's hard to get really inexpensive uh uh you know kosher food cooked out so to be fair i was doing a lot of googling of jack in the box's menu because i was really curious about it after this episode like that munchie meal thing and all that it is terrifying to me and if i think it's terrifying it must have gone way around the bend like just just like this this concept (laughs) of having like a chicken sandwich with mozzarella sticks on a sandwich is so unsettling to me yeah yeah that's bizarre i guess i got chicken parm yeah, one, of, one of the things I did get there when I went was the it was the munchie meal it was the brunch burger. Oh, I remember it. I it saw had, that. It was a it was a burger on a croissant with an egg and a hash brown on it, and I think bacon. Oh my gosh! And cheese. <laughs> a little excessive. That sounds yeah, like enough food I'm sure for the day. Yeah, that was that was one of a handful of things I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I feel like I it would absolutely be a place I would go to if I was drunk or stoned, though. Like, looking at the menu, I was like, in no, like, I, I can't in good conscience eat any of this. But if I was, like, not not in my right mind, yeah, I would be all over this. So in the same way yeah. as, like, 7-Eleven. Yeah, probably. For me, anyway. Like, I go to 7-Eleven now, and I go, like, all right, look at this, like, gray, <laughs> you know like roller table or whatever but if i'm in a big rush or you know mm-hmm. really drunk which i mean i'm not recently in the habit of like drunkenly roaming around anymore <laughs> which i think is probably healthy for me um but you know were i to end up drunk in a 7-eleven i could totally see myself oh, yeah. buying them out of taquitos uh they introduce in this episode they they explain 
that next week's episode that they recorded before this week's episode contains a 45 minute long fight. I am so excited. I feel like I will be underwhelmed by it, but I'm excited. Terrified. Yeah, I mean, they do often Mm -hmm. snipe at each other in ways that seem real, but it usually doesn't last that long. And I can always sort of tell that there's a hint of irony to it. And I think the fact that they addressed it this time means there's no way I'm going to be able to pretend that there's any irony to it. Like, it's just going to be Nick and Mitch yelling at each other, and I frankly probably will not mm-hmm. enjoy listening to it at all because I really don't like listening to that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think it will be a bummer. I The fact that they are going to release it makes me think that it can't be the worst thing ever. I don't know. I mean, they yeah. talked about not releasing it. <laughs> I think they probably just didn't want to have to record another episode. <laughs> I think it's good that they'll get their winter break away yes. from each other while Mitch is out of town. Yeah. And then we um, won't get an episode the following week, yeah. I don't believe. Based on, because I, I think oh, when yeah. we didn't get one for Thanksgiving, Mitch mentioned that they were taking the holidays, both the holidays off. So it's going to be a couple weeks without Doughboys. Wow. We'll have to revisit another classic for this show. Oh. Got a lot of options. Um, we can talk. Yeah, we, I mean, there's tons of great episodes of this show. Um, but yeah, I am terrified about that completely. I'm going to have to like, like <laughs> self-care myself into a place where I can listen to that because it's going to be hard. I'll build a blanket for it. Um, listen to it in the fort. What's that? I'm going to build a blanket for it. Listen to it there. <laughs> yes. Listen to it while playing like Pokemon, my like <laughs> video game. <laughs> You know, and eating like mashed potatoes or something. I don't know. Or a fast food burger, my, my true actual real life comfort food. Um, uh, Weiger and Spencer, uh, Spencer Crittenden, talk about having like a non emotive voice, like getting called out for like sounding unemotional. Um, is that something you guys have ever dealt with? Like, do people like comment on your like choice, like your voice or like your tones? It's it's something that I've been aware of in the past and have tried to not do as much. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of run at a, like a four, four out of 10. Most of the time. <laughs> and, <That's fair. laughs> and, I've, and I've put effort into being a little better than that, but I don't know if I still do it or not. You guys would have to tell me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you're emotive here for sure. I think I sound, yeah. I come off as sarcastic a lot without necessarily intending to uh, and i feel like if you don't know me particularly well it sounds like i'm not interested which to be fair i'm often not <laughs> so yes just i'm just trying honest. to be upfront about how i feel instead of unemotive that's funny um yeah it's not something i've ever dealt with so i wonder like the that must be difficult to to be to have people be like <laughs> hello what are you are you there are you awake <laughs> tell me your feelings now people tell me they can't tell how i'm well, feeling that's a, all the time. a horse of a different color isn't it yeah that's just because right. i'm like emotionally unavailable and working on it i get that that's a different that's episode a different, <laughs> that's a different issue i can sound fun and interested it's just that mm-hmm. i can't tell you what i'm thinking necessarily um I thought Spencer was like super interesting on this show. So Spencer, I only know Spencer from mm-hmm. Harmon Quest, the television show. 
Um, but I haven't listened Neither to Brian Town, the podcast. Um, on the television show, Spencer is in like strong storytelling mm-hmm. mode all the time. So he's very expressive. Um, and I was almost surprised to hear the way he sounded on this episode when he was just talking in his regular voice. Because on Harmon on Harmon Quest, he's he's basically telling a story and uh, doing exposition and doing character voices and stuff. And it's very, uh, really exciting the way he does it. He's very good at it. Um, do you guys know him from Harmontown or Harmontown? I'm Quest? more aware of him I, than I, I per se know him. I've been listening to Harmontown since probably around the time that he joined joined up with him, and I've gone back to the beginning since then. Uh, I, I have not kept up as well in the last few months with that show, but I've I've always loved it. And when they were doing the Dungeons and Dragons segments more frequently, that was definitely my favorite part of that show. Uh, I love Spencer. Uh, I think I think Harmon himself gets a little iffy and I know a lot of people are not always on board with him uh, and the, the way he can be and act but I, I've i been a big Spencer fan for a long time now Harmon doesn't bother me on the TV show but I don't you don't get a lot of his personality in that yeah. show oh, it, you, know, you, re- he you kind get of, a real his, deep look but... into him and his <laughs> psyche you get that vibe <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little scared to, to dive into that podcast too much for, for that reason. I like podcasts where you get to know the host, you know? There's shows I listen to that I, in part, only keep up with because I just like hanging out with my ear pals, you know? Like mm-hmm. like uh, Never Not Funny or Who Charted. Yeah. Um, shows where the content of the show kind of comes secondary to the relationships on the show. Um, but those are all nice, good people who are doing their best and i'm sure dan Harmon is that too but it's everything i've heard That's about it true. sounds very dark yeah it, it it can be very dark and the i don't know if you yeah. have either of you seen the documentary about it i have not because of this I reason have not yeah it's a i watched it when i was already a diehard fan and it was still tough i know people who've watched it with no context and the the uh review is usually like this guy's a fucking <laughs> Why wow. is, why is this okay? So I, it's tough. I can't. I can never recommend it, but I, I still listen to the show and I, I still enjoy it. But they haven't really. They've kind of given up on the role playing parts of the show this year, and and that's been a bummer because that was definitely my favorite part. Well, and I've heard that's where Spencer really gets to shine on that Absolutely. show. Absolutely, and like you're saying, his his regular demeanor and, and delivery is like. It was on this podcast, but right. when he's doing the dungeon mastering, he gets into it, and it is, it is very entertaining. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I, I did think he was, seemed very erudite, and like mm. he knew a lot about fast food, and was a super, like, smart choice to have on the show. Like, yeah. I thought he was a great guest. Absolutely. Um, I would say this this episode probably is the flip side of the coin of the other episode where, you know, the dynamic was, I mean, obviously fun and great like every Doughboys episode, but where this episode shined was Mm -hmm. the discourse. Like, the analysis. Yeah. That's where it was for me anyway. But again, we'll get that into my reviews. (laughs) I feel, just to sort of Uh, go off that, but maybe not entirely, um, 
the similarity between this and the Hooters episode where they are both two restaurants that I am familiar with but have never actually been to. And with this one, I feel like I walked away getting a very good sense of what the restaurant was like as opposed to Hooters where I have mostly the same thoughts as I did before based off of like, you know, the idea of what yeah. Hooters is as a restaurant. And I have a better sense what? of like the terrifying but wonderful place that Jack in the Box must be now. <laughs> I think we all had a pretty mm-hmm. accurate idea of what Hooters is. And at least you and I, Brendan, had a yes. totally inaccurate idea of what Jack in the Box is. So that helps. It also helped, I think, that Spencer came in with like a, a list, you know, of every oh, Jack in the Box yeah. food item he'd eaten in the last like several yeah. weeks, which was plenty. He did sure because he was preparing for the podcast. Yeah, he did his homework. Oh, yeah, which I love. I love a guest that cares enough about yeah. the show to like do more work than the host. Yeah, me too. I think it's amazing, and it because I would totally. No, do I would too. If I were going on the yeah, Dope Boys podcast, the 20, the, like the, one of my biggest uh, takeaways for this one was like, if I was ever on this show, I I would be like a Spencer guest. I would have very strong oh, yeah. opinions on the food. <laughs> I would do a lot of research ahead of time. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, if if I went on the show, I feel like I'd be a Lights Camera Jackson guest, <laughs> where. I would do a lot of research ahead of time. I'd be very excited to be there. I think Mitch would just humor me. Um, so, you know, that is what it, they posted another yeah, picture I with Lance Cameron Jackson, by the way. Them and uh, and Mookie Blakelock. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. Like, I, don't I don't know if they're actually either. friends with it's him very or weird what. Like, because he's he's he is a silly, laughable kind of child. I mean, not to be mean to not to be mean yeah. to Lights Camera Jackson, yeah, but he's a kid. He's like a kid YouTuber. He must be cool for kids. But like, I don't know. Like, it's so bizarre that they and and he also does have a huge platform. So it's probably in their best interest as a as a show to collab. I, I, with him. Is, is there that much overlap? Do you and think? It, uh, no, no, which is probably why it's such a cool. I mean, you know, Lights Camera Jackson mentions the doughboys and something and whatever i don't know what how big his audience is but you know a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or a million people who have never heard of the doughboys or maybe even like alt comedy podcasts in general have now heard of the doughboys um and i also think they probably humor him like in that comedian way of like sure (laughs) we'll do this it's not bad for business and it will be funny one way or the other i think that's part of the reason i wouldn't make a great comedian if I actually tried to do it is because I absolutely shy away from that kind of tension. <laughs> I really hate it. So I don't know. I don't know if all comedians do that or if it's just some where you really have to like revel in mm-hmm. like the awkwardness of a moment. Si- sign me <laughs> down. Sign me out. No, thank you. Uh, have you guys ever run into like a weird hair Ugh. or like a bug in your food at a restaurant? Like they talked about. So, okay. So it wasn't me. <laughs> But I was at a uh, a restaurant in Boston with my friend Tall Brendan, and we were he he got a salad or something, and there was a dead moth in the salad, and it was for whatever reason I think it was more harrowing to me than it was to him. He just sort of blew it off and was like, "Oh, there's a moth in my salad. I should get a new one." Yeah. And I was like, "There's a fucking moth in your salad. This is disgusting." And I know, <laughs> and like I guess things. I don't know how it got in there, but I guess it like camouflaged itself well enough that no one noticed that it was there. But like honestly, like I oh my God. 
I only went back there when he decided that he wanted to, and I was just like, I would have been perfectly happy avoiding this for the rest of my time here. But <laughs> I, I have not had the salad there, though, since. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Aaron? Rob? No, I I have had, like... Uh, my brother and a friend of mine in high school have each had bad packaged food experiences. Oh, my Jesus. brother got a bolt in a bag of chips. Um, yeah, just bad. <laughs> and uh, uh, a friend of mine from high school, Jeremy, uh, bit into a York oh, peppermint no. patty that had a worm in it. Oh, no. And he bit into the worm. That's so, so upsetting. Yeah. That's so upsetting. Um, so I... Th- I must have gotten hair in my food, but it doesn't. Bo- hair doesn't bother me as much as it seems to bother uh, other people for some reason. I'm I'm very picky. Like I don't know. Like it's gross. I'll take it out for sure, but it doesn't put me off like my whole meal. It will. It might if it's like a long hair that's like Ugh. baked in or yeah. something. You know, then it's <laughs> gross. But then I feel like I didn't get all of it. You know, but yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't bother me so much. Um. If I yeah. if I find a hair in my food, like while I'm looking at it or or, or anything like that, it doesn't bother me. I pull it out. If I take a bite of food Ugh. and I'm chewing oh, and realize yeah. there's a hair, that's when I suddenly have a that's major fair. problem. Yeah, that's no fun. But I, I can't um, say I've ever had any kind of bugs in my food. I mean, like if a fly lands in my food, I chew it away and oh well. But if I like cut into a piece of lasagna and there was a bug in there, I don't. I would probably have an issue. Yeah, I would have an issue with that, because I would I would fear that there were more bugs. Um, do you guys think food is better or sex is better? <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like I could say which one I have more of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're both good. Uh, I, I feel like, well, again, yeah, sex is and a lot is, more. I mean. Is the argument also just sort of breaking down to the idea that, like, one of these you need to live and the other one, you know, you, you just really, really, really would like to have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, here, here, like, here, which one brings me more joy mm-hmm. overall food? Uh, but yeah. I think that's more of a frequency issue. Like, you know, I you, you get to eat food every single day. And if you make it, if you make put any effort into like having good food, you get mm-hmm. to eat good food every single day. And even bad food is good and fun to eat, and like gives you a moment of pleasure. Like if you get a Dunkin' Donut sandwich or whatever, because you're too busy and it's forty feet from your desk, yes. like me, uh, it's like a great <laughs> moment of decadence in the middle of like probably a tough day. You know, I I I rotate my desk 45 degrees my chair 45 degrees to the left to like the clear spot on my desk i don't look at my computer i eat my dunkin donut sandwich and it's like the best so food is pretty good food food's hard not yeah. to say it's the best thing it is you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely it's pretty good i like that everyone on the podcast <laughs> agreed too uh, brian what about you brian <laughs> i like food too <laughs> can you weigh in on the rest of the episode now just to fill him in <laughs> um, I loved the joy in Mitch's voice in this in this section when he's talking about cheese like once again just his pure like like positive energy he's just like I love cheese 
Like, the, I guess he's mm. saying that was his main thing, like, food-wise. Do you guys have, like, a main thing? Like, like <sighs> Mitch has cheese? I mean, honestly, it might be cheese, to be fair. Yeah, mine, I was going to say mine might be cheese. It's, it's, it's so great. Yeah. Mine is... Cheese is... Cheese is good. Too much cheese I'm not into, though. Uh, mine is bread, I would say. Um, just like, if I, if I can't do anything else, I will do bread. Like, it's, it's a healthy component of mm-hmm. any comfort meal for me. Um, if I get home late from, like, after a, a trip to a bar or a whatever, and I'm, like, hungry, uh, I'll either make, like, super pretzels from the freezer or... If I don't have those, which I usually don't, I'll make like mm-hmm. butter toast. Uh, That's good. And it's like so good. Um, or like, you know, burgers or the food I get from Dunkin' Donuts. Like all the stuff I eat in like my my comfort <laughs> food needing moments is always like a huge bread component. And it's an important part of it for me. And plus like cheese is fine, <laughs> but it doesn't really, you know. The idea of, I, I can't, I think was um, it, was it. I can't remember whose roommate it was who said they would just like scrape the mold off cheese if it was moldy. Yeah, Mitch's, that's right. That was upsetting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is something I've actually. I had a roommate who would who would get back to the kosher thing. He it, kosher mm-hmm. cheese is is pretty expensive. Um, I would say at least double the cost of non kosher cheese. Um, and it's a little bit hard to find. And if the harder to find it is wherever you are, the more expensive it is when you find it. Um, so where I was in college in college park, Maryland, there was some kosher cheese that could be had, uh, in neighboring neighborhoods or towns, you know, next town over. Um, and it was relatively expensive because the community in DC is relatively small and and dispersed. Um, but I had a roommate from Richmond and there was like a cheese shop there and he could get these like big, I mean, they were like eight inch square and then like 16 inch long cheese blocks, like huge blocks of cheese like five pound blocks of cheese or something. Um, and for something like that, it is apparently common practice. And I Googled it cause I did not think this was safe. Um, that you just open up the end, you keep the rest like sealed with the plastic or whatever. And the end, if it gets moldy eventually, or it gets moldy, like a couple inches in, you just cut off where the mold was and keep eating that apparently with certain hard enough cheeses, it doesn't penetrate. I mean, I the believe body that it's a itself. thing. Like I believe that it is a thing you could do, but I have very yeah. weird, like anal retentive rules <laughs> about like food and spoilage and like, like, like it's such a fucking mess. Like at parties, I don't like to eat food that's been sitting out for a long period of time. So like toward the end of the night, like I won't eat anything. And like, if a food is past the sell by date, I will get rid of it immediately. No matter how much I think it might still be okay. Like, I just don't like to fuck around with that. Really? So mold on cheese is just something that I would not mess with. No matter how much the internet said it was actually an okay thing to do. Like it would, it's, it's gone. It's done. (laughs) Now, I can't say I've ever bought a five-pound block of cheese, but I can say that I have never let cheese exist in my presence long I think that's also probably true for me. <laughs> so I've never really had to worry about it. It happens to me all the time. I'll, like, get shredded cheese and just forget about it, leave it in the fridge. Um, shredded oh, cheese yeah. also yeah. molds, like, right away. Um, so you should get blocks and then shred it up yourself. Um yeah, I mean, this guy in college, too, was, like, my cheese source because he would bring in the cheese. And then because I knew how to cook, um, I would make pizza. 
Um, and so the deal was, yeah, that I would make the pizza and he would like do all the work. So he bought the cheese and, um, like cleaned up most of the time. Uh, but I would like make the pizza and, uh, I made pizza better than he did. So it was kind of a good, a good trade off. I had a couple of arrangements like that in college when I was like, not feeling like I wanted to spend that much money on food and other people I knew (laughs) wanted to hang out with me. And I would say like, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd have you over for dinner, but I'm like, not buying good stuff this week because I'm like watching my money. And they'd be like, I'll buy the food, cook it for me, please. Um, not that I was like an amazing cook, but I knew how to cook. And, and a lot of people I knew in college didn't. Um, I mean, not that I don't think I'm an amazing cook, but that's not supposed to be the point of this thing. Um, we could get into the food at, uh, at uh, Jack in the Box a little bit here. I don't have much to say other than like, that wow, is there is a lot to the choose from. Th- I'm moderately terrified by by the way they describe the taco the idea that like it's 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 this meat mostly meat product and it's thrown into a tortilla and then it's fried like that doesn't feel like a thing yeah and then, that's like, bizarre yeah they well it's like a no it's true like, it's not like that, that right? like Isn't i don't like see it as burrito? a thing but like the idea that like it's a soft taco and you just or like <laughs> not a i don't know if it is a soft taco i can't really tell what it is based off the pictures it's like yeah, it's like some weird in between. I think it's, I think it is a yeah. like a crunchy taco. <sighs> like, did, did either of you ever have Taco Bell tacos when those were? Wait, around? say again. Or so I'm sorry, not Taco Bell. Oh, Bur- Burger no. King. Did you ever try the Burger no. King tacos? No. no. Did you? Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> but never mind. Uh, I it's but it is. I think it's a hard shell, and then they just kind of quick Interesting. fry it. Interesting. Um, with the I guess with all the vegetables and everything huh. inside of it. So bizarre. I, I actually... You don't <sighs> the want to lettuce is lettuce. so... That, that's what weird. <laughs> no, the idea that like they weren't sure if the lettuce was in there prior to being fried or after is, is like... I guess, And right? it must have been in there before. Yeah. It is, but I don't, I don't actually think they fry it long. I, I think everything that's going into that taco could be served. I'm sure it's like a flash is, fry thing. Just, mm. Yeah. But I actually... When I went there, both times I've been to Jack in the Box, I got tacos, and I I did enjoy them. They're not high quality in any way, but but they were tasty enough, uh, especially if you are you know drunk or high. I mean, as right. I as I would have been both times. Don't get me wrong; like I will one hundred percent try them whenever I have the opportunity to. Either way, but like just on paper, that's a really unpleasant thing to imagine. It's bizarre. Although the the only comparison, the point of comparison I can come up with is, um, uh, cabbage in uh, egg rolls. Yeah, and, like, cabbage is heartier than lettuce. Like lettuce, you don't really cook lettuce. I mean, I've heard of like grilled iceberg. Really? Uh, which yeah, where you just slap it on like a hot grill and it gets grill marks. Interesting. After like thirty seconds, but I would assume you would do that with like something. Re- well, the thing about it is, is because it got such a high water content that. It's not yeah. going to really grill most of it, so it'll just grill on the lines. And I'm sure in the right context, with good, healthy, <laughs> firm lettuce, you slap it on the grill for a short enough amount of time, it gets those grill lines, you get that grill flavor, and then you mm-hmm. put that in a salad. I bet that's delicious. Um, but but by definition, the way I've constructed that thought in my mind is absolutely none of the lettuce gets cooked except for the part that's blackened. For that, like, smoky grill for right. me. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, cooked lettuce, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what yeah. lettuce does when you cook it. Same with avocado. Like, you don't cook it right. for a reason because nothing, nothing happens. What's the point? Go in. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, was there anything else you guys want to address about uh, Jack in the Box food? <laughs> I'll just say overall that it's like, you know, like we said, nothing there is incredible. You know, not, I wouldn't even see, say great, but the fact that they do have the variety and they definitely cater to that, like, late night munchy stoner kind of crowd. I mean, the the munchy yeah. meals come with a half and half. They give you half curly fries, half regular fries, as if it's just like, hey, have everything. <laughs> that and, is smart. Um, That's and, awesome. I, and I think I, that time, the first time I tried both, I wasn't huge on the regular fries, but the curlies were good. So I think last time I went, I just got the curly fries. But, I mean, they if you just want junk food, which is what a lot of fast food restaurants are giving you, and you kind of just want a little of everything or you don't know what you want, it's not a terrible choice. I mean, just listening to, to Spencer's list, burgers, tacos, egg rolls, chicken pita, and a teriyaki bowl are all things that you can get. <laughs> no, the egg roll is like a bridge too far for me when they talked about the idea that they had egg rolls. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. The egg roll, and then once it got to the chicken pita, chicken pita I think it was for me because I, I like pita and like whatever, like mm-hmm. a Mediterranean sandwich or whatever, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm skeptical of it a lot of the yeah. time. You know, like I'm not just going to go to like any Mediterranean fast food place. Um, for some reason, it weirds me out. Um, I just feel like you get like a cup of hummus and it ruins it all, and I like hummus. Um, but yeah, I think the the Egg rolls, I was like, what? And then they said, uh, I was like, burgers and tacos, interesting. Egg rolls, what? Chicken pita? Holy like, shit, like, what are you talking about? And then I guess teriyaki bowl yeah. kind of goes with the egg roll, but still, like, absurd. Um, oh, have you guys seen weird. the Jack in the Box commercials? Where are you from? It, it is. It's, it's actually, it's very weird to me that I've, because I, like I said, I've been there a couple times, but the closest Jack in the Box to me is at least three or four hours away. But those oh, wow. those commercials are on constantly. Yeah, we What's have the same thing. Weird. I think they air them in Pittsburgh a lot, despite the fact oh. that I'm I don't think there's any in the state. That is really bizarre. I don't know why they would spend their money. I don't. Doing they. That. I mean, I have to assume commercials are like location based, like city. I remember right? though for the longest time when I first came to college in Boston, they were advertising for Sonic, and we didn't get a Sonic until like maybe four years after that. So I don't know if it was some weird idea to like build it's up so the bizarre. hype for this thing and make you think like, oh man, I really really want this, and they're playing the long con, or if they just really didn't care. Yeah, same exact same so thing weird. here. Those. Those two guys sitting in yeah. the car at Sonic, I saw them for years and years, and we didn't get a Sonic until maybe two, three years ago. Yeah, I think there's one in Baltimore now. It's new. There's like a few scattered around the periphery of the D.C. area, but there, it's we are not like there's not Sonics around here. I, I hope they do Sonic too, soon. So. Man, I do. I don't know. Oh, I love Sonic. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's a place that, like, been. similar to how Jack in the Box is here, I associate with being there at, like, you know, 11 o'clock at night or something. Yeah. I would try Sonic if I, I actually tried to <laughs> tried to try Sonic a couple of times, and the logistics of it never worked out. Um, well, I was always up near, I used to go up near the one in uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. uh, occasionally, um, but I would never have time to go when I was up there. Um. They, I don't know. The Jack in the yeah. Box commercials are weird and snarky. Um, no, they're not annoying. I, I just don't much. understand it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's let's move on from the Jack in the Box portion of this show. Uh, Rob, do you want to give us a, a, a rating on Jack in the Box in general? Or did, I mean, you kind of summed up your thoughts. Uh, already, yeah, but. I mean, everything that I said before. Uh, I will also mention that they do serve full breakfast mm. all day. That's a good thing. Also, another nice Ooh. thing. Um, that is nice. They also have. They don't really. T- I don't think they touched on it, but you can also get things like a chicken club or a deli what? deli sandwich. Weird. Uh, Ugh, one I remember so having was, was a deli a deli trio, which I think was salami, ham, and turkey on on like regular old bread, and it was actually <laughs> not bad. <laughs> but that sounds good. But, but like, it's, just a, it's just another at Jack in the yeah, another weird and stuffed jalapenos. They've got everything. Uh, I, honestly, yeah, how do they have this right. many things? It can't be normal. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, I would <laughs> say, like, quality-wise, I might give them, like, a two-and-a-half forks, but overall, just because of the options and and, and I kind of like the style, I would honestly say it's a... I'd give it three-and-a-half forks overall. Nice. Nothing, nothing that's, crazy, that's respectable. but, you know, not, not mm-hmm. terrible. Worthwhile. And that's around where the... The show reviewed it also, isn't it? I thought they went a little lower. I could be wrong. I'm there. trying to remember the... I can't, I can't. Yeah. They went oh, much I lower know. than I expected with how much yeah. they talked up this place. Like, I was like, yeah. the quality must really not be there for them to... You know, it must just be like a, a place where you go, like, to debauch yourself. With Which is fine. Food, you know? Whereas, like, Wendy's you go and you're like, this is fast food in its maybe purest, yeah. while still cheapest form. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to Snacker Whack or Whack. Uh, this week's Snacker Whack uh, was Seasons Eatings, uh, or this week's regular segment was Seasons Eatings. Um, now, I, I got to say, I didn't quite catch what um, foods they ate, so it was some sort of spicy Cheetos. Oh, they're the Japanese ones. Uh, and then, yeah, there were, like, weird Japanese Cheetos, and then there was these other, like, weird Japanese yeah. chips that they didn't really describe, maybe because they didn't know what they were because it well, was Japanese on the label. Have you guys? I'm, um, I'm curious. There, there. So there are white cheddar Cheetos that you can get now, and there are, um, fuck what? I think they're called like Sweetos. I think they might have done them for a previous episode. Where yeah, it's, I think I've yeah, seen those. they're they're almost like yeah. a churro-y flavored it's, it's like Cheeto. The, I've heard they are oh, terrible. I I've not love tried them. them. Weird. <laughs> they're, oh, they're really? Terrible, <laughs> and I love them. It's like just imagine a Cheeto without the cheese, and it's been like dunked in cinnamon sugar instead. Like if you are me, that's a great thing. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's highly amazing. recommend those. I've never tried the cheddar ones. I kept kept thinking of those the entire time. I was really hoping that they were gonna like whip those out. Uh, during the snacker whack to discuss those because those I could relate to. The uh, the second I just looked the second uh, Cheetos that they did review on the show it was it was a Japanese version of Cheetos bag that's of right. bones which are that's the white right cheddar. that's right I, I saw the picture and I vaguely recalled there being white cheddar but I couldn't remember specifics because oh they're Why Halloween is it, called bag of bones? Yeah. it was a Halloween Halloween yeah theme. we had them I think we, we had them here too and they right. were. Like pumpkin and skull shape. I thought yeah, we, shape. I thought we have those exact ones okay. here. Like I, I I'm pretty sure I've seen them where they're just like random bones and they're white cheddar to look like bones. Yeah, yeah, they were all random bones. But I huh. I think the ones that they had on the show, at least on the bag, they just looked like regular Cheetos, but white. Hmm. Like they That's, were not bones. I I might be inventing this in my head, uh, so I could not yeah. say for sure. I thought they were bone shaped, but I might be wrong. 
I know the I know the ones we have here are bone shaped because I remember seeing them. Okay. I just never tried them. Well, we might have gotten the better deal then for once. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Take that Japan with your thirty-eight flavors of Kit Kats. Yeah. <laughs> they do get from what I hear. They do get a oh, lot do. of flavors of things. There's a great episode of the Spilled Milk podcast, uh, which is another food podcast I love, um, where sometimes they get packages sent from international uh, listeners with like snack foods from where they're from and they did an episode on japanese snack foods i think um that was really really interesting and it's funny too on that show there's a whole dynamic with uh, one of the hosts matthew is like kind of into japan and the other host molly is really into Mm -hmm. france like kind of but they make fun of each other a lot for like you know being obsessed with each country respectively (laughs) i don't know it's a fun show you should check it out if you like food conversation from a couple people who are like very funny (laughs) much more earnest than mitch and nick you know what i mean they're not like la comedians yeah snarky comedians you know but they are really funny uh matthew's like a podcast fan like he's into like spontaneous nation and jordan jesse go and stuff um and he's also like an author and molly writes like a really popular food blog called orange jet and runs like a restaurant Mm -hmm. in portland so they like know their shit and they're also like really funny and charming to listen to um so i always gotta hype up that show whenever i get a chance i really really enjoy it um guys i think that might be it for our uh, episode this week um, we are oh, coming Jesus in just Christ. under the two hour mark today. <laughs> Jesus so. fucking Christ. Can we sneak in some quick some quick <laughs> reviews of this episode? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Rob. Do you want to start? Uh, sure. Uh, I love it. Love everything about it. Love Spencer. Love the in-depth food talk. I uh, can't remember. I didn't re-listen to this one like I did the Hooters one, so I can't remember the hashtags. What? Nope. I have to. Sorry to make this longer. I just wanted to touch on one thing. Uh, I'm going to call it Lettuce Gate. <laughs> yes. Lettuce Gate. We should have addressed right. this up front. So, on November 28th, the Faux Boys released an episode covering the uh, Wendy's Doughboys episode. And yes. while discussing the types of lettuce we like on our sandwiches, Brennan and I both hit on the hashtag Let Us Know. And we put that episode out on the 28th, uh, I think earlier yeah. in the day. Later that day, the Doughboys recorded this episode with Spencer Crittenden. And in this episode, when talking about the lettuce and the tacos, Nick Weiger came across the exact same hashtag. And I'm not saying that he stole mm. it from us. <laughs> but it just seemed a little suspicious that, yeah. you know. It's a funny it's coincidence. Yeah. You should hit on that. So if you're... <laughs> Anyway, Nick, Which if you're you listening, are. you just got to tell us. Yeah. Come on, yeah. buddy. And also, hey. You know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for everything. I love the show. Yeah. It's really incredible. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. Anyway, I can't believe you forgot anyway. about Brian so much. Then I remember that Brian was dead, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right. And anyway, uh, I'll give this episode four and a half bad hashtags. Better than the cool up episode. I, I did enjoy it more. Hey, you gotta say what you gotta say. Well, in terms of being consistent, you, I think I would go with four bad hashtags for this because it's it's um it's it's it is a nice counterpart, like I said earlier, to the cool up episode, where one of them focuses a little bit more on the restaurant and like the bizarre aspects of it, and the other one has like really great chemistry. Which is not to say that Spencer did not, but just that I think cool up was really like something I'd been looking forward to for a long time. Yeah, and so like just having her there was just like 
I'm making the little French chef kissing thing with my hands right now. Um, <laughs> so it, it, they were both very good episodes. Um, so I, I would definitely, I, I don't think I can in good conscience rate this any differently than I could the Kulab one. So four. I love this episode too. I thought Spencer was an amazing guest. I was glad to hear him talk because I, I, I only know him from the show. Um, where he's kind of in character <laughs> working, you know, um, from uh, Harmon Quest. Um, I really enjoyed the discourse. I thought the chemistry on this episode was great. I thought this was an absolutely high quality, very good episode of Doughboys. Um, and I'm going to give it four bad hashtags Excellent. as well. All right. So, same average rating as the Kulop episode, I find. Yeah. Uh, right. No, actually. No. You guys gave it two four and a halfs. Oh. You guys gave the Kulop episode both four and a halfs, so. Cool up averaged a third of a, or like a sixth of a, of a bad hashtag better. No. Um, not that it's a competition. It should not be. Um, this episode, both episodes I thought were phenomenal this week. A great pair of episodes to talk about. Um, despite the fact that none, none of us have that much experience with like yeah. the restaurants in question. Um, thank goodness for you, Rob, for your uh, deep knowledge, uh, at least compared to us, of both of these restaurants. If I'm ever around one um, again, I would certainly go back. Mm. I would go back to. I would, I would try definitely both, try. Honestly, Jack I would. Yeah, for sure. that, that's what I mean. I'll pass on Hooters, but Jack in the Box, I would hit up again. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll go sometime if, like, if I have a group of people, I can go get a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Who am I kidding? That's <laughs> um, maybe someday. Um, all right, thanks everybody for listening to Faux Boys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Faux Boys Pod. Uh, follow the Doughboys on Twitter at Doughboys Pod at Nick Weiger at B Day Boys Mitch. And follow me on Twitter at Aaron Staley. And if you have any questions to send about the show, you can email them for now to me at a at R-O-N Staley, uh, dot com. Um, it's just my name with the second A replaced by an at symbol and then dot com. Um, and next week, Rob, you'll have, or next in two weeks, well, Rob, I was gonna you'll say, have the... If, uh, if you want to send a drop in the show for us to play at the top, uh, email that to faubboysdrops yes. at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> Send in drops to foboysdrops at gmail.com. Um, we should make like I a faboys pod at gmail.com. Did we not? Actually, that's Probably that's what I tried to make, and someone Wait. beat me to it. So. Yeah, I feel like you must Yeah, have. I think I oh, created that. I think I did. Anyway, email us questions at foboyspod at gmail.com. I'll uh, probably <laughs> remember to check that, hopefully. Yeah. Um, if you guys remind me. Uh, uh, yeah, what about you guys? You want to uh, plug your Twitter? Uh, I am at Beedrish. S-I-G-M-A lives, Sigma lives. Awesome. Thanks for joining me here, guys. And everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Faux Boys. Uh, Join us next two weeks from now as we talk about some more episodes that haven't come out yet. And happy listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Feeling peckish this midnight? Sate your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest in sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. 
Bon appétit. <rire>